0: No, no, no! <laughs> hang on. Hang on. This is not a good class. Right, Ready? Welcome to the bite-sized edition of the Editor Roundtable podcast. Here on the Roundtable, we're dedicated to helping you become a better writer, following the StoryGrid method developed by Sean Coyne. In these episodes, we bring you some shorter solo articles and interviews on topics that interest us as writers. My name is Valerie Francis, and today I'm bringing you a deep dive into the beginning, the middle, and the end of a story. This is the presentation I gave at the StoryGrid live event we held last month in Nashville, Tennessee, or, you know, it's a reasonable facsimile of it anyway. (laughs) So join me for a quick bite of writing insight, starting right now. I want you to think about the story you're working on right now and the challenges you're having with it. Those problems made you go looking for answers, which of course brought you to StoryGrid. But as soon as you found the answer to that one question you had, you were hit with a tidal wave of story knowledge. The StoryGrid book, the flagship podcast, this podcast, the Fundamental Fridays posts, not to mention all the courses. Now you got a new problem. You're completely overwhelmed and you're trying to figure out how to take all these story principles and make a book out of them. Well, what if I told you that there's a very simple way to do it and it's been staring you in the face this whole time. In just a few minutes, I'll remind you of what that is. At the StoryGrid Live event in Nashville, Sean and Tim asked me to talk about the beginning, the middle, and the end of a story because it's a first principle of storytelling and it's one of the editor's six core questions. The beginning, middle, and end refers to the three-act structure of stories. Now, This idea of three acts causes some confusion. People latch on to the number three and immediately start asking about one act plays or films that have four acts, you know, with a midpoint shift in the middle, or stories with five acts. And that's true, a story can have more than three acts, but no matter how you slice it, every story without exception has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that's the three acts that Sean is talking about. For stories with more than three acts, what's typically happening is that the writer is breaking the middle build down into smaller, more manageable pieces. So far, this sounds like a pretty easy concept to understand. There's nothing earth shattering here. It seems pretty obvious. And because of that, we tend to skip over it quickly. But here's what you need to understand. It's not just that every story has a beginning, middle, and end. It's that each of these parts of a story has a function. And if your acts aren't functioning properly, your story won't work. The purpose of Act 1, or the beginning, is to hook your reader. It's to let her know what kind of story she's going to be told. It's to establish the genre, the objects of desire, and so on and to set things up that you'll pay off later on. Act two or the middle build is all about upping the ante, raising the stakes and progressively complicating the situation for your protagonist. It builds the conflict and the tension until your hero reaches her lowest point. In act three, the ending payoff, all the things that you set up get paid off. Either the hero gets what she wants and needs, or she doesn't. And that outcome has to happen in a way that's both surprising and inevitable. That's a high level or macro view of the beginning, middle and end. But like everything else about story, there's a micro view as well, because running through these three acts is something called a story spine. And it too has a function. Creating a strong spine is essential. Readers track it subconsciously and without it, your story will fall apart and your reader will lose interest. Most people read one book a year and they read it through only once. So you can't mess around with this. Your story and the part of your life that you spend writing it is on the line. What makes the story spine so important? Well, it keeps the global genre from wandering, it keeps the value shifts on track, it articulates the objects of desire, it gets the reader to become emotionally involved with the protagonist and her story, and it ratchets up the story's tension. And that's just for starters. The story spine is made up of those 15 core scenes that we talk about all the time. That is the five commandments of storytelling for each of the three acts. The Level Up Your Craft course offers a deeper dive into the story spine than I'm able to go into here. So if you're looking to take just one course or if you're wondering where to start, I strongly suggest that you take the Level Up Your Craft course first. Subscribe to StoryGrid's mailing list at storygrid.com to be notified when the course opens up for registration again. Now. It's not enough to understand the theory behind the beginning, middle, and end. As writers, we have to be able to apply it to our novels. So how do we do that? For this, let's review the units of story. From biggest to smallest, we have the global story, the acts, the sequences, the scenes, and the beats. The units we want to pay closest attention to right now are the global story, the act, and the scene. So start by describing your entire story in one sentence. One short sentence, not a run on sentence that takes up a whole page. Then describe each of the three acts in one sentence. Again, make it a short sentence. And finally articulate each of the three acts according to the five commandments of storytelling. In other words, what are the five key scenes of each act? Let me give you an example. This one comes from The Riders of High Rock, which is a Hopalong Cassidy novel that I just read. My very first and probably last Hopalong Cassidy novel. (laughs) Okay, so in one sentence, the global story is as follows. Hopalong Cassidy stops the cattle rustlers and restores peace to the town. The global story in three sentences, one for each act, goes like this. Hopalong Cassidy discovers that cattle is being rustled. Cassidy goes after the rustlers, but gets shot. Cassidy tracks down the outlaws. He captures some of them and kills others. Now, if we break each of these sentences into the five commandments of storytelling, it sounds like this. In the beginning hook, when Hopalong Cassidy discovers that Jack Bolt is about to rustle cattle from the 3TL, 3F, and 4H ranches, he must decide whether he will stay in Tascottle and help the ranchers, thereby putting his own life at risk, or continue on to Montana, thereby allowing the cattle to be stolen and the ranchers' livelihoods to be destroyed. He decides to stay and recruits Red Connors and Joe Gamble to help him. In the Middle Built When Hopalong Cassidy and his gang lose the trail of the stolen cattle, Cassidy must decide whether he'll abandon his pursuit of the rustlers or have his gang split up and search in different directions. They split up, and Hopalong finds the cattle, but is shot by Pod Griffin. Finally, in the ending payoff, when Red Connors finds evidence of Bolt's guilt, Hopalong must decide whether to let the sheriff deal with the outlaws, which would give Bolt a chance to escape, or go after them himself, putting his own life, as well as the lives of Red and Joe, in danger. He goes after Bolt himself, and shoots him in self-defense. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll notice that this is the kind of summary we give at the beginning of each episode. Now that you understand that the beginning, middle, and end is a three-act structure that provides a framework for your story, and that this framework has a spine, I'm gonna ask that question I asked at the beginning episode again. How are you gonna take this avalanche of story theory and make a novel out of it. How can you keep from switching genres partway through your story or getting so frustrated with this whole process that you give up? How can you create a novel that is so compelling that it grabs the reader on the first page and keeps her reading all the way to the last page? Well, the answer, you guessed it, is that you'll use the beginning, middle and end structure making sure that each act is doing what it's supposed to do, and you'll create a really strong story spine because every element of your story relies on it. It's the foundation that all of the other story principles are built upon. Now off the top, I said that the way to avoid overwhelm has been staring us in the face, and it has been. It's called the Editor's Six Core Questions. These are the fundamentals of storytelling, and the beginning, middle, and end is such an important concept that Sean broke it down even further into the 15 core scenes, which makes up three quarters of the StoryGrid Global foolscap. When you understand what these principles are and how they serve your story, you'll be well on your way. I'll be exploring the beginning, middle, and end, as well as the story spine, in a book that will be published next year. In the meantime, if you want to find out how I use the story grid method to draft and edit my own novels, you can join my inner circle. Go to valeriefrancis.ca slash inner circle to sign up. Okie dokie, that's it for this week. Join us for another bite-sized episode next week, and we'll return with our regular full-length episodes on December 11th. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.